0: Welcome back to the Russell Fugit Podcast 3XL, the 3L's Leadership, Legacy, and Love. And I'm very excited to have my fifth ever guest on this show this week, uh, my friend, Um, And brother in Christ, uh, the Reverend John Maiden Jr. And our families go back. Our fathers are good friends from from West Baltimore. And there's just so many uh, connections. And we were blessed to meet um, a number of years back at a Super Bowl party. um, And and we've just grown our friendship and our brotherhood from there. And it's just been so exciting to get to know um, the heart of God that that Reverend um, Maiden has. And Just to give you a little bit of a bio, um, um, Reverend John Clark Maiden Jr. is a Christian. And the proud pastor of Mount Zion United Methodist Church in Upper Co, Maryland. He is married to Kirsten and they have two and the two rather have one daughter, Naomi, and they reside in Baltimore, Maryland. Reverend Maiden is the author of four books, Breaking the Barriers, 31 Keys to Experience Inner Peace, Breaking the Barriers, Keys to Unlocking Inner Peace, The Victorious Life, Prayers for Every Season of Life and Prayers for the People, a book of prayers for all People now, he has written his fifth book, which I'm very excited. I've had the chance to preview, and it is actually coming to my mailbox tomorrow, and I can't wait to, to read it. Prayer, the most reliable wireless communication, is available now on Amazon.com, wherever you get your books. Uh, I encourage you to, to to go and get that, and I'll have links in the in the description of this podcast. Reverend John Maiden, thanks for joining me this evening. Thanks for having me, Russell. I appreciate it so much want to start by asking you, how is your spirit uh, right now in this season uh, that we're in with COVID-19?
1: Great. Again, thanks for having me. And my spirit right now is heavy in a lot of ways. As I look at the immense suffering throughout the world, um, As obviously, as I look at the great toll that COVID has had on people throughout the world, the, the death toll continues to rise, and And even the number of cases of those that have contracted this horrific virus continues just to rise every day. It's just astonishing and just mind boggling just to see this, this pandemic. And it seems like it's come out of nowhere. Mm. But um, while my heart is heavy, I also know that God is present. lo, I'm with you even until the ends of the earth. So while what I'm seeing is troubling and it's disturbing, I'm also at peace in the fact that God is present and God is walking with humanity throughout this pandemic. So uh, right now, uh, um, it's, it's a challenging time, but I'm also encouraged because I feel like in some ways my faith is deepened is I feel the Holy Spirit just continue to remind me that that I am here, I am present. I, I feel the pain of the people. And, uh, and I've also seen some kind gestures of, of some people, uh, just people just that have been willing to help uh, those that are less fortunate, like people feeding the homeless or feeding the poor. I know even near where I live in Catonsville, Even I noticed throughout the community, I see these two words that stand out and it says, be kind. Mm. I went into a restaurant
0: yesterday and that's something that I hadn't seen prior to the pandemic. So I believe that God is still at work, even in the midst of the pandemic. And for that, I am glad. Amen. It's such a difficult thing right now. My wife was out tonight and she said she was uh, leaving the uh, grocery store, I believe it was, or Target. And um, two women, were started fighting, got out of the car and began to shout at each other over a parking spot. And I think it's just think nerves. Are, and I, we've seen other instances of like that in, in public on the road in the last couple months that have been more than normal. And we can just sense that so many nerves are frayed right now. So many people are stressed and de-stressed and are under uh, mental and, and, and you know, financial attack and, and just in distress circumstances. And so we certainly need hope. And your book could not come. a better time your message cannot come um, at at a better time so to that end uh going back to to your book prayer the most reliable wireless communication again available on amazon.com please pick it up um how how can we keep the airwaves clear right now with so much going on so you know you could if you watch cable news or listen to the news all day there's so much you're trying to juggle work kids family health issues how do we keep the airwaves clear right now
1: Yeah, so we can keep the airways clear by praying, by by continuing to come to God. And and realize that it's really about spending quality time with God, not so much worrying about how long we pray, Mm. but just taking that time just to sit in God's presence or just to meditate. And when I say meditate, I mean being still in God's presence and listening to God and as God talks to us. But I would say, reading God's word and, and reciting God's word back to God, like you might want to uh, quote Psalm eight one, "How excellent is your name in all the earth!" So I think when even just that particular Psalm highlights God's excellence and greatness, even in the midst of the pandemic, and then when we praise God and when we pray, we're not thinking about our current situations or those the, the, our troubling situations don't dominate our thinking and our being because we're starting to focus more on God. So I would just say just take time to pray, talk to God, even if you're a beginner in terms of praying or prayer, just say, dear God, thank you for the gift of light. Thank you for peace. Thank you for hope. There are are some people that are intimidated by this practice of prayer because they don't have the words to say. They don't feel like they have anything to say to God. But just tell God, thank you. Just to tell God, you're great, you're awesome. All of that counts as prayer because we are communicating
0: with God. Mm. Mm. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that sense of gratitude? And, and that's something I've been trying to stress in, in my environment, the people I'm in touch with, of course, mainly my, my wife and two daughters. Can you elaborate a little bit more on how to maintain that, that uh, sense of gratitude and, and what that does for us uh, through prayer? Has blessed each and every one of us with different things: uh, life, health,
1: strength, family, in some cases. But just just to have a a, a stable mind, that we waking up in our right frame of mind is a blessing. So just think about like even the little things in life. Just give God thanks for, and just thank God for all of the blessings and even the challenges. Even the challenges that we have, we should thank God for, even if it's debt, even if it's a sickness, because we know that God is present with us in that sickness in that debt mm. and that God can help us even in that situation. Because sometimes our challenges remind us of God and our need for God specifically. So but for Thanksgiving, again, just uh, having a spirit or a mindset or an attitude that God is good. And just acknowledging God's goodness and what God has done. And that's really where the thanksgiving comes in. Because I'm acknowledging, well, God, you woke me up today. You allowed me to walk today. Allowed me to see. Allowed me to
0: breathe that my heart is beating. So just acknowledging God's work in our lives and God's goodness in our lives. Mm. I love that. Renewing of the mind. I'm I'm Russell Fugit. You're listening to Leadership, Legacy, and Love. And I'm interviewing... My friend, Reverend John May, Jr., pastor of Mount Zion United Methodist Church. Um, One of the interesting—I'm going a little bit deeper uh, now—topics you mentioned to discuss in your book um, is really about the the prayer in three movements: outward, inward, and upward. Can you tell us a little bit about about those three movements and what that means?
1: Yes, actually, I got those movements from a popular Christian author. Richard Foster okay, and I was reading one of his books on prayer um, and, and he was talking about prayer, he described prayer in those three movements that the outward movement is really when we express our gratitude or even a uh, supplication or we ask God for something and then the inward part of prayer is that introspection or that self-reflection when we're really settling or centering our minds as we go to God in prayer and sometimes Jesus would do that even like at the Garden of Yosemite that Jesus would and I think it's in Luke 5.16 where Jesus went alone and he prayed and so I think even just him being alone allowed him to center his mind uh, before God and before he did some
2: incredible things like the miracles and, and so forth and then, so that's the outer, the, and then upward is when we just take our request to God. And and I think what one, one way I talked about that even in the book is I, I spoke about
1: prayer through the lens of wireless communication or wireless technology. I wanted to put a 21st century spin on prayer to speak about this this practice in well, really throughout every religion, but specifically focused on the Christian faith. And I wanted to speak about it through 21st century terminology, but the upward version of prayer is like it's almost like that that router. Like when we think of life, we think of all oh, the internet rather. We think of how the router allows us to connect to the internet, or mm-hmm. you know, or the Wi-Fi source. And then with the upward version of prayer, that's when we're able to take our requests up to God, and that's that uh, open airway of communication. So that that's in a nutshell—are
0: the three movements of, of prayer. But that's definitely something that I received from reading uh, Richard Foster. Excellent. And and, and the idea of that two-way communication—I know—sometimes um, prayer can just be the, the the silent groaning and just really, really learning how to to listen. How how can we really develop that that? Uh, reflex. We talked about gratitude. We've talked talking about requests. How can we really develop that that instinct um, and to be able to listen? And, and through, of course, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. But even for those of us who may not be be that far uh, along yet, how do we really learn to 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 listen um, and and to and to know how to proceed day to day? Absolutely. Well, that comes really in stillness and quietness. Mm-hmm. I feel like I I think of the I I envision rather the psalmist and Psalm 23 about God leading
2: the psalmist to the still waters and by green pastures and and I think of places full of tranquility and peace and I think in in that stillness is when we learn to listen And, and there are times sometimes where I want to pray and say something to God and God says be quiet (laughs) you know know, let me speak to you you need Mm -hmm. me to pour into you so um but that's an excellent question that you asked but how how do we get to that point i would say um of course it's the holy spirit and then it's just it's a sense or discernment that we feel
1: where it's just time just to be quiet where it's something missing Mm-hmm. and me talking isn't going to bring that about whatever I'm mm-hmm. missing or mm-hmm. fill that void so I think that's really where the Holy Spirit steps in and, and even I believe with those that aren't believers they may not call that the Holy Spirit but that's in fact for we as believers what we believe that that's really the Holy Spirit setting in stepping in um, and that's that
0: place of silence and that's where we also get to a place of surrender because we're listening mm-hmm. It's the old saying, of course, that God gave us two ears and one mouth. So God wants us to twice as much listening as talking. Amen. That's where my mother and grandmother got that from. (laughs) 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 I know that's right. I know that's right, John. Um, And it's it's this the the word you just used in there, um, surrender. And man, in this season that we're in, in COVID, we all feel like we've had to surrender something or 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 some things or just surrendered broadly right to the circumstances that we're that we're in um can you talk a little bit more about about that and how how to how to in a healthy way arrive at that place where you can where you can surrender and say you know and really have that that confidence and put the pride aside and say lord help me Right? My, my kids are driving me crazy and I'm stuck at home and maybe my marriage got some things that I, I now I have to work on or, or I, I might be losing my job as I know people have and, or might still be how do we how do we really arrive at that place and and then and peacefully turn on that switch to that to that 5g router right to get that connection absolutely well we'll get to a
1: point where we know that What's going on? Some of what's going on in our lives is beyond our control,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that we're not able to control in terms of, like, like with the pandemic. I use an example. We're yep. not able to control that the, that this pandemic is here. Now we may be able to control in some ways how the spread of it, if we follow CDC guidelines and so forth. But it's a situation where we realize that suffering is part of life that's just part of life and there's no way to get around that and challenges are part of life as well but we have to look at who created life And, and we have to look to our creator and at that point we get to the point where we realize that we need God's help because again God created us it's not the other way around so because God created us God knows all about us And God can assist us in our lives. And some lessons we're going to learn the hard way because, again, we are going to go through challenges. There's no way around that. But we have to realize that God is assisting us in those challenges. So, therefore, we have to continue to surrender ourselves and continue to acknowledge our need for God's help Mm -hmm. in in God's intervention, divine intervention. And that's where I think the surrender comes, Mm -hmm. where... I need your help. I mean, we see this in the Bible. We see that uh, David realized that, hey, he needed God's help when he was fighting the the different battles and he needed a strategy in terms of how to approach the different battles and and so forth. And we just can look at just throughout the scripture uh, where, you know, even Paul, when he wanted the thorn removed from his flesh, but God said, no, but, you know, by he had to continue to surrender while i need you and so forth so those are just some examples even in scripture where surrender happened but pain also happens i don't i definitely don't want to sugarcoat it with people like oh well, when you surrender everything all your problems are going to go away because that's not the case right but what it is what but the, what the case is that god will continue to be with us even
0: in our pain mm-hmm. we, we surrender so that we can get uh, gain wisdom and knowledge as to how to proceed, right? So, yeah, surrender is not giving up. Surrender is is acknowledging that we need help, and that and that's that's beautiful. How you put that, I really appreciate that, John. So, get, getting back to the to the book, um, chapter six, seven keys of experiencing God's presence and power. If you could give us, without giving too much away, what what are some of the what are the high level? What are the seven keys of, of experiencing the, the presence and the power? Of course, we all want to be plugged into the, to the power. We want to see results and things and things happen. And I know we sometimes we have different understandings uh, as believers and even non-believers as to what uh, how God moves or may or may or may not move. How do, what are the seven keys to getting plugged in? Okay.
1: The, the seven keys are really they, they deal with introspection and again that deals with reflection, self-reflection and we have to the other point with introspection is we have to be led by faith, that faith needs to be the bridge or what undergirds our prayer, so we have to have the prayer of faith, it talks about the prayer of faith will heal the sick, I believe that's James 5, 13 to 15 or so So we have to have faith. That needs to fuel our prayers. And then a sincere heart. We need to come to God with a sincere heart. And that's something that we see even when we come to Christ and say, hey, I'm a sinner. The Holy Spirit obviously has given us the ability to say that prayer. And that's really just highlighting our need for God. So we have to have, so it's introspection, faith sincerity a sincere heart
2: and then we really get to the meat of it uh uh, i I say a seeker's mindset so we have to when we pray we have to be willing to seek god
1: and that's that takes work that definitely takes work we have to do that as opposed to what i what i refer
0: to is a transactional prayer Mm. that i only pray to god when i need things and then when those things are met i don't pray
1: Mm. God doesn't hear from me any other time mm. and that's what we talk about the intimacy in prayer so those are some of the points and then also we have to wait for God's response that Oftentimes, we may say a prayer but we may have our mind made up right. we already know the route we want to take but then what was the point in praying <laughs> if we already had it all worked out what we were going to do <laughs> uh, so we have to be willing to wait on God then listen Mm -hmm. listen is definitely, that's something I mentioned earlier, Mm. that we have to be willing to listen uh, to God and and then we have to pray God's word, Mm. that's the other point, we have to be in line with the scripture and what God says and then if it's something we don't understand, God will, in terms of scripture, God will reveal that to us so really, these are, and these are biblical concepts so these definitely are things I made up but they're things that you can find as you study through the word, the Old and New Testament, these points and, and, and these are keys really to effective prayer and, and prayer that really moves God, now that doesn't mean God's going to answer the prayer in the way we want it right. definitely doesn't mean that but it, it, it's the
0: way that God desires for us to pray hmm like any relationship, you don't just want to, you just don't want to come to to your friend or, or your spouse when you just need something, right? <laughs> no, no one really likes that kind of friends. So really, how do you build that that relationship? Um, is is really key? Uh, you know, those are those are wonderful wonderful points, and and yeah, learning how to listen, going back to what we said earlier, learning really learning how to to listen and not have your own agenda. And being open to what God, how God will instruct you, and, and, and putting in that work, like any relationship, right? You got to put in any any intimate relationship you have, um, you know, the, 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 like, a, like a like a sibling or a spouse. You got to put in that work to have the relationship. Well, getting towards the end um, of, of the book and looking at the last chapter, chapter nine. and and this may be a good place to summarize how do we build a stronger network i know we've touched on a variety of topics around prayer but if you could if you could summarize generally and looking at the the title for chapter nine how do we build that stronger network
1: yeah we build that stronger network through prayer through really
2: seeking god to not just seeking God's hand
1: but God's heart really seeking God's heart and and wanting to know God more wanting to spend time with God and, and we do that by again studying scripture praying, sitting in silence uh, dis- and, and part of that silence means we have to disconnect ourselves, I think that's another point mm-hmm. from some of the distractions in our lives so I would say just have a time where you have quiet time I know sometimes for me, is after I put my daughter down to sleep. Sometimes I go down in the living room, and before I put on any news or anything, I just need to pray or meditate or just sit in silence, just for a moment where I can recollect my thoughts, mm-hmm. and then God is able to minister to me. So I think that's how you build that relationship. It's just a daily practice of praying, Studying God's word, meditating, and, and so forth. So that, that those are ways you can build that deeper connection or build a stronger
0: connection. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that, John. And yeah, it's just it's so powerful. It's 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 so fundamental. Yet it can be so hard to to develop that discipline. And, and God really is after our hearts and, and wants to know wants us to understand what His heart is for for all of His creation and all of His people. And um, the only way to know that is to have that relationship and to, to be as consistent as you can and diligent as you can. And I've been in my car, I've been on my deck, I've been in my living room, I've been in my, in my office, I <laughs> bet you name it. And, yeah. and, and and that's the beautiful thing is that God is there wherever you have the quiet moment or moments or minutes, um, to spend that time and to, and to build that stronger network. Uh, so you have the coverage you need. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, you can follow John Maiden Jr. on Facebook and that's John J.O.H.N.M.A.Y.D.E.N. Jr. And you can follow and friend him there on Facebook. Of course, if you have any questions, you can also email him at BreakingTheBarriers82 at gmail.com. That's BreakingTheBarriers, the number eight, the number two at gmail.com. And you can also follow him on Twitter at one. Again, on Twitter at John at J Maiden one on Twitter. And then, of course, you can also get the book at Ambassador internationalcom International dot com. Well, John, I really have enjoyed having you on tonight. And again, you can um, visit Ambassador International to, to find uh, John's latest book, of course, amazon.com. dot uh, the, the title of the book is Prayer, the most reliable wireless communication and really excited to get my hands on it. And hopefully when this restrictions in, maybe I can even uh, we can get lunch and I can get an autograph on my copy and, and, and we can continue to have this dialogue. But it's been such a blessing and I look forward to to sharing this episode with with uh, my, my audience and, and hope that it gets wide distribution. I think the the notes you hit tonight and in, in your book are, are very fundamental, but are very critical. And especially in this time, um, when we're when so many of us are looking for answers and trying to understand, uh, you know, who God is and, and what uh, He is doing in this season for, for us, and and that, you know we're all um, you know challenged in in different ways uh, in this season. But God is in the midst, and we have to be encouraged. And that's the point of this podcast. And I hope everybody, I know everybody, will be encouraged who hears this, uh, Reverend Maiden. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for your time. God bless. Thank you for listening to uh, the Russell Fugit Leadership, Love to See and Love podcast. Um, you can uh, subscribe on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Um, please subscribe. Please give us a rating. You can follow me at Russell Fugit across social media. I look forward to, to being back in this space. Next week, uh, thank you for listening to Leadership, Legacy, and Love.